0: Hey gang, it's Alex here. Um, I got a chance to talk with one of my favorite musicians ever, Elijah Jones from the Constellations. I sat down with my friend Andrew Packard and we got to, to talk to him about some stuff you're going to get to hear it in a second. If you want to give us a follow on the Twitter, go ahead and follow the podcast at Pass the Gravy Pod. You can follow me at 790AlexM. You can follow... Curtis, who's not on this podcast, at Curtis Chaffin. You can follow Andrew Packard, who is on with me, at A Packard One. And if you want to follow Elijah Jones and the Constellations, all you have to do is follow at underscore Constellations. They actually let us premiere their new song. So, uh, yeah, this is us with Elijah Jones. Hope you enjoy it. I'm a working man. I got to pay
1: my bills. These guys were
2: pimping it like it was candy. A pack of wild dogs took over and successfully ran to Wendy's. Oh, look at me, the millionaire who goes to see doctors. You, you
3: just smile and me. You filthy animal. What is this, a
1: What in God's holy name are you blathering about?
0: The only thing I think of when I think of my kids growing up in this country, if they say, Dad, what do we have left that's American name? And I say, son, I mean, there's not much to choose from, but that's what we have half school
2: ribbon for. Child, please.
0: Good now we're rolling. So uh, we have got Elijah Jones from one of my favorite bands, The Constellations, joining us on past the Gravy this evening. What's going on, man?
3: Oh, uh, nothing, man. What's happening? You know, just chilling.
0: We got Andrew Packard filling in. Curtis Chafin is working like a dog. Hey, hey, hey! But uh, so, why don't you, talk, why don't you start uh, start us off with how, how you got into the Constellations? How'd you guys get together?
3: Uh, Constellations. Constellations was uh, kind of a studio project. Um, It was uh, a bunch of guys that were in different bands um, with uh, Ben Allen, the producer kind of at the helm. And uh, he basically opened up the studio to us to just do whatever. And uh, we just had a bunch of musicians from around Atlanta come in. And, uh, you know, the end result was (laughs) what it was, just a mix mash of uh, different influences um all kind of going in the same direction
0: i think i read that just, you, you said that you guys had you had so many people in the studio doing stuff it was kind of tough when you were starting to tour to figure out what to what
3: do we were gonna do yeah um you know luckily there's just so, so many great musicians in atlanta we just kind of got to you know pick and choose uh who fit for it you know what i mean
0: what part of atlanta are you from
3: um I grew up in Decatur which is right outside of Atlanta. Um but I uh, moved to Atlanta uh, probably when I was 15. Um, uh, got kicked out of my house <laughs> <laughs> and never looked back, man. You
0: know. I actually I lived in Lawrenceville for a few years. So that's not too far from Decatur. It's uh, yeah. Um So you were you were you weren't born in Atlanta?
3: I was born in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. Which is, uh, uh, you know, hop, skip, and a jump. But, uh, you know, I lived basically in Decatur from one on, you know what I mean?
0: And, uh, what age did you really start getting into music?
3: Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I was nine or ten, um, when, uh. Stand by me, the movie Stand By Me oh, came out. Oh
1: yeah,
3: dude. I loved the soundtrack. Like so bad. I didn't even see the movie. because uh, my mom wouldn't let me see the movie for a while, but I bugged her and bugged her and like played the soundtrack over and over and over and over again until she finally broke down and was like, Alright, you can go see the movie.
1: <laughs> what are like, what are some songs from that album? Do I what are some songs from that album that were just like amazing? Uh,
3: Benny King's Stand By Me right. is still yeah. my favorite recording to this day. Like, I just, if I hear it and like, it makes me cry, man. I, I just love that song. Um, Every Day, Buddy Holly, I think it's on there. Um, Lollipop.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, there's a ton of songs on there. Yeah. And I remember that one in, uh, and, uh, the Big Chill soundtrack was like, a wider shade of pale, I was like blown away. Um, that song. Um, I didn't get, I didn't start making music until I was like 12. You started um, a
0: band then, or was it just you on your own? You
3: no, know, um, uh, my brother said to me if I learned how to play guitar, that I could be in his band. <laughs> and he was like my idol, so like I picked up a guitar and started like. Just teaching myself how to play.
1: Is he doing anything now with music? Now? Like, is he?
3: No, he's a drummer, but uh, he just actually he just got a a drum set for uh, for Christmas. <laughs> but uh, no, he's like a political ana- analyst. Wow. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Are you into the politics as well?
3: You uh, know, I I watch House of
1: Cards sometimes,
3: but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I try not to be, but I, I, was, I was I was pretty heavy into the the Occupy Atlanta movement. Yeah, for,
0: was was that with like Do It For Free and Sold yeah. Out? That seems like it was around the same time where you guys were talking about that.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, uh Chab's still doing it hardcore, um, with uh Occupy homes, like killing it, like saving people from foreclosure and, and uh keeping families in their homes. Um I'm really proud of her definitely um but uh you know it gets it, it like it gets so like heartbreaking you know what i mean you, you know to to try and you know i don't mean to seem complacent but
0: uh no i, I get yeah
3: i try and do uh, other things like you know write songs and and uh help people in my community you know what i mean volunteering and stuff like that but uh yeah it's like David and Goliath's whole fucking family <laughs> like, it's hard to fight,
0: yeah there's nothing you can really do that's gonna make that big of an impact in it. It feels like
3: there 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 are, but I just i it's you know you gotta make a commitment mm. you know it's
0: easy to do it for a little bit. It's tough for those people that yes. just like I'm gonna stay in with this,
3: oh yes, oh yes, but that's what the country needs, you know, I'm just a dick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cause uh yeah uh, so sold out was more of an EP leading up to yeah to do it for Be uh, free because uh, going down in flames is one of my favorite favorite excellent. songs of you guys that was that was a good one uh, and then uh, I figured that would have been part of the album but never ended up getting on it no. but uh, what is what is your favorite constellation song?
3: Ooh Jesus! Uh,
0: Top three? You had to pick three.
3: Uh, if I had to pick three, uh, on my way up. That's probably kid, um hmm. uh, do it for free is fun um side by side um yeah I'll just go with those two <laughs> hey, you actually
0: you actually let us uh, you gave us a track for is it gonna be on your new album
3: yeah I don't know if it's gonna be an album or a, or a series of EPs um I, I think I'm leaning more towards a series of EPs. Uh, and I don't know how it'll be broken up or what. Um, we're still in the kind of stages of trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do next. Uh, but yeah, that'll definitely be on there. So do um,
1: you do anything outside of the Constellations?
3: Oh, musically? As as, musically? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I write constantly. Um, uh, mess around with... Uh, just a couple of people around town. Um nothing serious, uh, but uh you know, it's all it's all fun. Yeah.
0: I saw you in a video of Please Please. Yeah. Cocaine.
3: That's yeah. A good one. Dan Dixon is amazing. He's actually producing the new record. Uh so I've been we that's how we hooked up basically, it was uh like actually doing stuff together. We talked about it many, many many late night about playing together and he finally was like all right, I'm going to actually make this happen and get this kid in the studio and <laughs> do something. Um, but he's been amazing, man. Like you guys been saying, he's just such a good musician and uh, knows what he's doing in the studio.
0: Um, gro- like, growing up, who were your biggest influences? I know you said the Stand By Me soundtrack, Buddy Holly and all of them. Uh, who else, I guess? Tom Waits, you had said was?
3: Tom Waits is one of my biggest influences, definitely. I think he's my favorite writer, you know, like, his lyrics are, like, you know, novels to me. You know, they just speak. They just say so many things in one word and one line. Uh, on the other side would be, like, Goody Mob, um, CeeLo. Um, you
0: got to work with him, didn't you, on Southern
3: Gothic? Yeah. That was amazing, you know. I'm not just saying it because he <laughs> was, like, was truly an idol, and, like, to, to be able to meet him, and then having him be on the record was just unreal, you know. He's an amazing person, still to this day, just a great human being.
0: Did he ever sing Fuck You while you were hanging with him?
3: No, no. <laughs> I heard that actually uh, in L.A., uh, like, a, a little bit before they dropped the record. Uh, some A friend of mine sent it to me, um, a friend of mine who works with him. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to be the biggest song ever. How? <laughs> yeah. How? Are they going to put that on the radio? Right, and but, uh, that was the
0: first one he put out there, really. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: I actually yeah. I actually had a blowout when that song came on the radio. I was driving in my truck and my tire blew out and I'd spit around, almost got hit by an eighteen wheel, and I was kinda just like, Fuck you, CeeLo.
3: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for
0: nothing. Uh so you you had to work with him and Asher Roth too?
3: Yeah, Asher was cool. Um yeah, uh me and Asher. Uh, whatchamacallit, Ben Allen was working on Asher's record, and uh, he was just around the studio a bunch, and uh, me and him, uh, yeah, hooked up for a song. Good stuff.
0: It, it's crazy, because, like, I guess now bigger bands are becoming a more popular thing to happen, but I remember when I saw you guys live, like, there were just so many people in one band. It was It was crazy how you guys all were able to coordinate and sound fantastic together.
3: Wow, well, being able to do your own thing. Yeah, that has to be a pain in the ass. It was a pain in the ass, man. <laughs> uh, we we stripped down to like five people. I mean, but when I when we first did it, I was like, I really wanted to re, like create like just this chaos on stage. This is a big big circus nightmare thing. Um, you get a little older and you get tired of being a fan with. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah traveling must be a pain in the ass
3: Oh it's ridiculous man It was ridiculous What's your, uh,
1: what's your least favorite city to be in On tour
3: Oh jeez I can't do that Come on man Alright Philadelphia
0: Fuck <laughs> Philadelphia man City of brotherly love my ass
3: Yeah dude Um, the That song The Breeze That's on uh, Do It For Free mm-hmm. Is about getting arrested Outside of Philadelphia
0: uh, <laughs> You want to go into detail on what happened though
3: yeah, sure. Um, we got pulled over for our, our tags were expired. Um, which they weren't. I just hadn't changed out the tag. It yeah. was like in the dash and I handed the, the, uh, tags to the officer and he was like, here's my stuff. And he didn't even look at it. He threw it back in the dash and, uh, I was like, uh, let me get everybody's IDs. So, uh, I was like, you know, why do you need my ID? And he, like, immediately started yelling at me. It was like, did I talk to you? And I was like, well, you just asked for my ID. I'm um, not trying to be a smart aleck. Like I was right, just like, oh, right. you actually did just speak to me. Um, so he gets our IDs and stuff, walks back to the the thing. We're not worried. None of us had anything going on. He comes back, and he hands back our d- IDs, and then he gets to my ID, and, like, applies this pressure to handing it to me, like, like he wasn't going <laughs> to let go. Like, what are, what are we doing? Am I going
0: to get it back? Oh,
3: do I get it? Do you, do you want me to snatch it from you? Like, <laughs> what, what game is this? So I grabbed it back, and uh, uh, I was like, hey, uh, you know, again, officer, like, you know, as a passenger in the vehicle, why did you need to check my ID and my fellow bandmates? <laughs> And he flashed the light up in my face, and uh, out of uh, just uh, instinct, I covered my face. And like I guess maybe I brushed the flashlight, and he immediately grabbed my arm and pulled me out of the passenger side window of the van, <laughs> saying, "Resisting arrest." And because uh, he was
0: trying to arrest you originally.
3: Yes, because, and I was like limp, laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh, "What the fuck?" Like, I didn't know I was under arrest. <laughs> what are you doing? This is hilarious. I mean, but it didn't. It was not hilarious. They had, like, you know, six cops on me, like, knee in the neck and shit like that. I got arrested for resisting arrest. Wow. No no first charge. Just they didn't res- have a reason to arrest you. Yes. <laughs> um, they dropped it down to disorderly conduct because I asked the officer uh, why he was checking my ID. You're uh, questioning authority. Yeah. City of brotherly love, my dick. <laughs> um, no, I like the I like the city, actually. Just maybe not the police.
0: I, I know you guys said Milwaukee's a big city that you guys
3: uh, enjoyed I, going I, to. I, yeah, Milwaukee's awesome. That's one of my favorites. Just
0: because of the beer?
3: <laughs> well, the beer, I mean, I hate Milwaukee beer. I can't stand it.
0: Go TBR.
3: Yeah. Um... Oh man, the people are great. It's a beautiful city, man. Especially in the summertime. Uh but yeah. Yeah, I love Milwaukee. They uh they were the first uh city outside of Atlanta to kinda like take us in and like you know uh eighty eight nine it was a local station there and like I swear the first time we came to Milwaukee we were listening to eighty eight nine and they played like four different songs off the first record like on the radio that I had heard that I heard on the radio. It's just like, who does, like, who does that, you know? What I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, they've always just been great to us.
0: So when, when you guys started off in Atlanta, did you guys just do shows around there for a while? How long were you just uh, performing it, in Atlanta?
3: We did one-offs. Like, we did, it, it was just, it was kind of like a, we wanted to create this, like, I don't know, this, like, it was something special to go to like you know we would do like one show every three months um and it was just kind of like uh we were trying to I don't know just make it more of an event than like a
1: have time to build excitement
2: and let it simmer
3: exactly and uh we were able to do that for a while and then finally uh I mean the thing with Milwaukee was great uh, South by South by or South by Southwest was great. Um, but um, we just decided one day we were going to take it on the road and just do it for real. And uh didn't look back.
0: <laughs> That's the way to do it, man. Uh, so you, before we, we started recording, we had actually talked to you about how uh, you guys had recorded or y'all had to toured for about three years almost.
3: Mm hmm. Straight. Like just straight on the road, man. I think one year we've like played like over two hundred and something shows. Or, like, Jeez, dude. It was insane. insane.
0: Do you just become a zombie at that point? You just wake up, show up, perform?
3: Yeah, I mean people always people always ask me like, you know, what's your favorite tour story? What's your favorite, you know, stuff like that? I'm like, I don't remember, man. Like <laughs> I remember the bar and I remember somehow getting to the hotel room and I uh, lots of road, you know. Lots of looking out the window at America, um, but uh, you know, which was great, man. I, we've seen. I saw so much of this country. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful country, and uh, you know, there's no way to describe that to to people. You know, those those rolling hills and the plains and the you know mountains and the you know. America's got a lot of beautiful beauty to offer. Um Except for Philadelphia. Yeah, <laughs> Philadelphia. Suck it. <laughs>
1: I'd imagine that being in a van for a year with about 10 people could be pretty rough. A lot of fighting.
3: Yep. Well, I mean, you know, you add alcohol into any situation and lot <laughs> somebody's going to fight. And uh you know, those are my brothers and my sisters, you know. Um I love them, and we fought like brothers and sisters, you know, but uh, so many, so many good people um, that have been involved in the, the Constellations, um, yeah, it is difficult,
2: <laughs>
3: but uh, so is anything worth doing.
0: Yeah. So, okay, you guys started out with Southern Gothic, and that was pretty much all recorded studio, mm-hmm. and then didn't didn't you guys re- have to re-record it, or did you guys just use what you had already put down?
3: No, we, we re-released it and did a couple of, t- like, two or three new songs. I forget what it was. Two 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 new songs. And I uh, re-released it uh, with Virgin Records. Uh, and uh, I just thought it was, you know, silly to just put out the same thing. So, I you know, I wanted to add some new songs for uh, the existing audience.
1: Are y'all still with Virgin now?
3: Yeah. Uh Two, we, four, nine? Uh, 529 420 429. There we Rick. go. That's uh, close. We're not with them either. <laughs> uh, <my> <laughs> <man>. <laughs> um, no man, uh, I think, uh, I think we're gonna do things independently from now on. Um,
1: what was that experience like
3: on uh, Virgin or
1: either? Just dealing with um, a big company like that,
3: you know. I mean, there's a lot of good people that we met at Virgin. Um, I don't regret for a moment doing it but uh I don't know uh when you work for a big label like that I, th- I think that there's a tendency to get lost in the shuffle you know uh there's not really any kind of like artist development anymore <laughs> like they don't like they don't like stick with you it's like oh you didn't sell a billion records it's nice working with you you know <laughs> Um, which I understand, you know, completely. They're running a business, but I don't know. Business is an art clash.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it sucks so much with, like, bands that are actually good, like you guys. You guys don't get credit for, like, fucking Pitbull, just selling records, and everyone's like, "Who? like, come on, guys, how is this guy famous?
1: Bro, I love Pitbull. Dude.
0: (laughs) Fuck Pitbull.
3: (laughs) Oh, Pitbull's got this song with Kesha that every time I hear, like the harmonica intro I want I feel like I've been sucked into the ninth gate of hell and my soul is being ripped apart by demons like it just is the worst thing I've ever ever heard but I could be wrong um apparently he's very popular with the with the kids these days so
1: what's your guilty pleasure
3: um Katy Perry um solid great tits she's amazing um I actually went to a Katy Perry concert with my niece and nephew um I had uh two ear infections too so it was (laughs) awesome um but she put on a great show um she's got great songs um I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure but Beyonce she's pretty awesome um Kelly Clarkson
2: (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Clarkson
3: (laughs) yeah Kelly Clarkson's got this song uh I think it's Kelly Clarkson. It sounds like Kelly Clarkson. Uh, I'm already gone. It's so, uh, it's so <laughs> sappy. It sounds like a Kelly
2: Clarkson. Song. <laughs> love
3: it. I love it. Love it. It's so like like oh heartbreaking. Whatever. But yeah, I like anything if it's written well and done well. You know, I don't feel guilty about it. <laughs>
0: um, when you, when you guys are putting together uh, an album like do you have mostly all the writing done
3: right away or do you write as you go um we've approached it in a lot of different ways usually like the first record we wrote definitely as we like we would we would have like two two three-month breaks between being in the studio so we had really I I had time to like write some stuff outside of the studio and bring it in um we had time to sit in the studio and write in the studio uh with the second record like i had uh a lot of time to well not a lot of time but um i wrote a bunch of stuff before i went into the studio and uh was able to do do some stuff like that uh and then this last record kind of in between writing outside the studio and bringing it in and inside with the with the dan but yeah I like to approach it from all kinds of different ways you know what I mean yeah. keeps things fresh
0: do you have a bunch of stuff that like you'll you'll have written out and you'll go in and it just doesn't work out that time and you're like oh, yeah. we'll just hang on to this
3: yeah yeah um, usually what happens with that kind of stuff is uh, like I'll record like an idea and uh, if we get in the studio and it's just not working I'll, we'll chop it up change the chord, change the chord structure change the, the lyrical content whatever whatever it is to get to that next place you know what I mean but if you work too hard at a song it's just gonna be a mix mash of blah you know what I mean it should happen pretty naturally
0: if it's gonna be. one of my favorite things about you guys is like I like rap a little bit but I really like rock and you guys are I feel like it's got to be tough to have like you guys are rap and rock all in one. Mm -hmm. and you do it very well without making it sound too much like one or the other, Mm -hmm. I think that's tough to do, like, like why don't we throw it back to Pitbull for like the third time in this this. but like, you know, he just kind of talks, 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 and he tries to sing like, you can Mm -hmm. do everything, so it sounds well, and you've got so much going on in every song that I think it adds to it
3: See man, like, uh, I don't consider myself an MC at all Um, like, as far as like the closest thing that I have to like hip hop um I still relate more to like Bob Dylan like John is in the basement mixing up the medicine now I'm on the pavement thinking about the government that's hip hop to me but like it's not right and it's just a character doing uh doing telling a story and like sometimes uh that character is a little bit more I don't know, rhythmic and uh spoken.
0: If all, like, on a side note, if if there were ever a cartoon that needed somebody to play the voice of the devil, I feel like you yes. <laughs> using the the voice, the exact same voice used in Step Right Up,
3: perfect. <laughs> Is that
1: supposed to be a compliment?
0: <laughs>
3: no, no, it's like I'm it's, uh, I'm okay with that. No. It's, you know.
0: It's awesome, dude. You should definitely look into that. Do some voiceovers. All
3: right. If you're out there and you need a devil cartoon voice, I'm, he's your I'm, guy.
1: He's your guy. Yeah, I'm,
0: I guess it's a compliment.
3: <laughs>
0: it's meant to be a compliment, kind of.
3: I'm, I'm, I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> so the I mean, pretty pretty extreme, dude. What's up?
1: If, so you, you go from playing a show every three months to eventually getting in a, a studio with CeeLo Green and Asher Roth like what what was the tipping point towards all that
3: the tipping point
1: yeah like what what's the progression that got you from meeting some musicians around and getting in the studio making some songs um to i don't know i don't know what the timeline is but you end up working with C-Lo, which is a huge name oh um, uh, how did that all come to be
3: yeah uh low i actually let, met low uh, before we started making uh, Constellations, uh, the record, uh, I met Low. Uh, he came out to a, a show of my old band that I was still in while I was making the Constellations record. Um, came out to a show and we hit it off. Uh, I hung out with him uh, outside of you know music, I guess, and uh, we just clicked with him, man. It, I, I, you know, was a huge, huge fan of his. So to, for him, we. Did actually a show together? Uh, we did a, um, a Katrina benefit, um, and he got up on stage and sang with us. It's pretty awesome. So that more led into me working with Ben Allen and and stuff like that, you know. So meeting Celo, to be a friendship, fr- pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I got. Uh, I approached Ben about uh, uh, mixing our first record Gates of Berlin's first record and uh, yeah that, that it, it was all just kind of inter- it all just mixed up I don't know I can't remember shit
0: did so. CeeLo ever try and judge you like, <laughs> yeah. did he, press did he the turn button? around in a chair
3: and like spinner he had this cat and it was weird it reminded me of an Inspector Gadget
1: <laughs> dude he has to have that chair in his house I would I feel like that's the only thing That's the only reason I would be a judge Is like I get to Whoa. keep In the off season I get that chair In my living room
3: But with strippers instead <laughs> Yeah and you're by team.
0: I don't even want to know It's on CeeLo's chair <laughs> So um, okay, You you did uh, Southern Gothic And then what, what like How long did you guys take Before you started doing Sold out And do it for free Because that was a Relatively around the same time Wasn't it Sold out oh, and do it yeah, for
2: free. Do it for free
3: and sold out were both kinda made at the same time. We we just we recorded a bunch of songs and uh we had been touring on uh Southern Gothic for so long. Um I really just wanted to give the audience as much new music as possible. So um you know, that's I don't I don't remember the timeline on that. But it was like I guess like two years, maybe. I don't know. It seemed like a lot longer than that. I think, like, we, we first started doing Constellations in 2008. So, it had been a while since uh, we had some new music, in my opinion, you know. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, do I don't, you, know. Do you, I don't Do you, do you, your, do you
0: reach a point on tour when you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm kind of sick of singing these songs? Or...
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you gotta just push through that, um and like find aspects of the song that maybe you weren't listening to, to before, you know what I mean? And uh you know, there's just those moments that you connect, um that you just try and hold on to when you're doing stuff like that. But yeah, man, I get tired of playing songs. <laughs> you know, the 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 amount of times I've played Felicia, Jesus.
0: You know. <laughs> Does that irritate you now?
3: Um uh, I and you know kinda i i don't i just don't want to be defined by any of that you know, in mean. andm uh I want people to look at new stuff and appreciate that in and then but think yeah, every musician wants that you know.
0: what would would you say felicia i guess setback and love is a murder would those probably be your three bigger songs what would you you got most uh, notoriety from?
3: Uh, definitely Felicia. Perfect Day was another one. Uh,
0: that was in uh, Vampire, or no? It was a uh, Horrible Bosses, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of love from that one. Um, and yeah, probably I don't know, Setback or Right Where I Belong or one of those.
0: Yeah. You guys were in Teen Wolf too, huh? I think, were you, were we? in te- I think you were in Teen Wolf <laughs> and The we? Sims. You were in The Sims, but they had to like and, Sims and the- up your your voice.
3: Yeah, I did. no, I had to go in the studio and do that. Oh,
1: so you were the jibber jabber.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Like I, had to, like they made a script for me that like with like you know the translations underneath, and like I had to sit there and I was in the studio, uh, right across like the, I could see my producer from the mic booth, and he was cracking up laughing the whole time, and I was like. Fuck you, dick! Like I have to get through this shit, man. Like uh, I was like, oh my god, I'm never gonna be able to do this. My okay.
0: girlfriend plays The Sims, and one time she was like, "Hey, come here and check this out." And I was like, "Is that setback?" They're not. Those aren't the lyrics to setback, but I guess I guess you'd have to do it. So they were just like, like, "Can you just gibber jabber the whole song, please?"
3: That's what they did. That's what they, there was there's actual there's an actual language, I guess. <laughs>
0: Did you get a free copy of the game?
3: Uh no, I don't play I don't play video games. Well
0: dude, they should have given you a free one just in case.
3: Yeah, you know. I don't know. I I I think Grand Theft Auto or whatever one. The one where you get to shoot people. Um and you know, driving a car is, is kind of fun, but I, I always just get lost and die. You know.
1: Yeah, don't we all though?
3: Mm. <laughs> so That's deep. the song right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pass the gravy. I
0: we are fucking yeah. uh, I, I do remember uh, plugging in NBA 2K11.
3: Yeah. You guys were on that. And I was like,
0: "Fuck yeah! Finally, mm-hmm. some good music."
3: Well, um, um, uh, we had a couple of gamers in the band. It was never me though. I don't. I don't play video games, man. I can't. But you know. Whatever. It's
0: cool though that you like like hearing you guys finally get on there. Because I mean, in Texas, like you guys weren't really on the radio all the time yeah. here. So it's cool when I get to hear a band I like.
3: I mean that's I, I, I appreciate that uh that's a a venue for for artists to get recognized and you know, people look that stuff up. I mean like so interesting the way like how people get music, how's how that's changed, you know. There's just so many ways. You know, commercials and stuff like that.
1: Well, I mean even in our lifetime it's yeah. insane like what music was to me as a thirteen year old in comparison to me as a twenty three year old is insanely different mm-hmm.
0: and you used to buy albums and you'd be like, alright, let's listen to all of this and now it's like, I like that song, here's 99 cents or a yep. twenty nine and now yep. I don't have to listen to the whole album and I'm going to miss out on all this awesome shit
3: I mean, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately <laughs> that, you know, I kind of got to look at it that's why I'm like, do I want to put out a record that you know, somebody's going to listen to one song you know, or two songs the most, you know what I mean like, why do that to yourself as an artist? You know, it, there's. I mean, I I still appreciate that, um, but I don't know. I just think at some point in time, you got to change with the times. And uh, and you know,
1: what do you think the solution is to that? I mean, that's something that. Oh, uh,
3: I don't know. I mean, just you know, unless you're an artist like Beyonce or Kate <laughs> or something like that, you don't have the really the choice to. To make these huge records anymore, um, uh, I think I don't know. Just trying to do most of it yourself is the, the new, I think the future, and uh, and just look to to your local community to try and you know be successful. Of that, I think the idea of success just has to change as an artist and a musician, sure, and, and um, you, no, you know. You, having success and, and being a mus- musician is like winning the lottery just everything has to go right you know what i mean and it usually does well
0: you, know? you you have to change so much it's so, like isn't there a point where you've got to change your what you're doing to be successful as opposed to having fun and doing what you want to do
3: yeah i think there's definitely an element of that um you know i i'm sure uh Katie Perry didn't think she was gonna have like candy cane bras and shit like that. She, <laughs> she was... going to
0: be talking about making That's... out with girls to get
3: famous. Yeah. yeah. But I appreciate that. You know? Yeah, no,
0: there's there's nothing wrong I,
3: with it. I think that Katy Perry should make out with more girls. Yeah,
0: if she could write every song about that, that would be fantastic. <laughs>
3: uh but yeah, man, like I don't know. Uh just all depends on what you wanna do, you know. Um I I you know, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to write music and force it. Um, I write the music that I want to write. And... <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> I saw something
1: interesting the other day, and uh, I don't really know a lot of the details, but I guess Wu Tang Clan came out with a new album, and <laughs> yeah, and, but so they, there's only one record out, one physical one. copy, and I'm like, damn, that's so brilliant because. People love Wu Tang Clan, and like some idiot is going to pay a million dollars for that one physical copy, and they can live off of that. Like they, they're <laughs> totally fine with that, and they can just tour and make the rest of their like chump change, I guess. And like people are going to download the music, some people are going to buy it on iTunes, whatever. And I think that that's, I mean, really smart. Maybe not just one album, but like um, giving incentives
3: to buy the record. Um, mm. I mean I think I don't know if I'm going to even make any physical copies of this record you know that we're going to put out I think it's just going to be digital um like why waste why make I don't know why I don't know why do, why do that I mean like I, I was sitting in a bar the other day and I was talking about music and uh, this guy was saying you know no you gotta have you know the copy like in your hand and stuff like that and I was like I, I appreciate that I do but if you look around in this bar, you know how many of these people have actually <laughs> bought and paid for a record? None of these kids, man. Like, none of them. they appreciate music. They're the taste makers. They don't, have but money. they don't They don't buy shit, you know? They don't buy anything. They illegally download it. They play it off of YouTube, they whatever. You know, I still buy music. But I download it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I pay for it on iTunes and it's on my thing. You know, um just music has changed, you know.
0: It's ridiculous. That just that you'd think technology would be such a big, like, asset for music going forward, and it's kind of just hurt it and handicapped you.
3: Well, I mean, in a way, I and mean, there's some, there's so much that you can do with recording. Like people can have home studios and do really great recordings, and you know, uh, you can put your music out there and get out. As a as a musician, you can put your stuff out there, um, and somebody can find it. You know what I mean? A lot easier. But to make a living off being a musician, you just it's just a crapshoot, man. It is. Uh, you know, because nobody buys records. So
0: I actually have a. I think it's, a, it's called an eight inch, the small records.
3: 7-inch. Uh, Seven inch.
0: Seven inch. You guys gave it to me at one of your shows in Houston of Southern Gothic. Oh, boom! It's oh, it's the only set, ones I still have. Yeah, setback. Like setback. I think it's got love. Love is a murder on the back. Uh, on did list. it? I think so. It had two tracks on it.
3: I don't even remember. That's awesome, man. You probably are like one of a hundred people that has.
0: That. <laughs> like, like literally, I've, I, I, I saw you. We went to go see. I think we. were did we talk about that, or was that before?
1: No, that was before. Okay,
0: right. we. I went with with Packard to so, go yeah. to go see hockey in two
1: thousand eight. My shitty band that I was in opened up for hockey. Six months later, um, I find out hockey is touring in Europe and um, blew up ex- there. Ex- yeah, I mean, they, I don't know what they're doing now. I haven't seen anything from them since. But um, I messaged the guys and they were like, "Yeah, come to." Warehouse Live, we're, we're playing, and uh, love to see you again. They're super awesome dudes, and uh, we came back, and you know I, I liked them. I thought they were great songwriters. Um, I wouldn't so say I was like a huge we're fan we're or we're anything, we're but we came, and you know we didn't know anything about you or uh, the other band was the Postels. 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 Pastels. Yeah. yeah. Pastels. And we we're, I mean, we we're blown. Away. Postels are good, but
0: then um, you guys fucking came on. My favorite thing is setback. You fucking start rocking on those bongos, and I was just like, "Holy fuck, what is this we're watching?" And just kind of like, you, you guys sucked us in for that entire set, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this band? I want to know more about them." And we bought, I bought, I bought the Southern Goth. I think Southern Goth. Yeah, I bought Southern Gothic, bought the CD, and just fucking listened to it until it was too scratched to listen to. Thank God I have it on my iTunes now.
3: And see then... that was how man that was how we used to do records like you played it till, <laughs> right you played it until you had to go buy another one you know I and mean? then um, that's how you know it's good yeah yeah thank you I love that I'm that I was that band for you for a second that's awesome man
0: then uh then another time I, I went to college up in Huntsville Texas execution capital of America <laughs> and uh, we saw on Twitter you guys had a show. At Fitzgerald's in Houston, I don't even—I honestly don't even remember who you guys were opening for. But you like read comment or whatever, and we'll retweet this, and we'll pick one of you guys to get tickets. And it was a free show, so <laughs> you guys got us. But I was walking to class with my friend. I was like, "Dude, the constellations." And I had showed him who you guys were. And he's like, "This band's awesome." And I was like, "Let's just fuck this class. Let's go." So we <laughs> dropped what we were doing, went to Houston, and watched you guys, and then after it was over, I was like, "I've seen everything. I want to see." <laughs> and we just went back. I didn't, I don't. I still don't even know who the band was that you guys opened for. But you were awesome again. Oh, uh,
3: uh, thank you. You, you are
0: one of my favorite bands I've ever seen live.
3: Ah, uh,
2: thank you, man. That's you all. y'all
0: have so much going on, and it's it sounds so so good, and it's crazy with like five to eight people playing in harmony like that. It's amazing.
3: Uh, I appreciate like that. Edward
0: Sharp and the Magnetic Zero is another kind of. Yeah. Kind of on stage performance like you guys have where like there's so much and it sounds so singular, it's awesome.
3: Yeah, it's amazing how much space they have in their songs with however many people that yeah, they like have Twelve,
1: 12 piece band yeah. or some shit,
3: like a, a French horn player. <laughs> <Yeah. and> a...
1: <laughs> that's all he does, that's, that's like so that guy got hired. <laughs> to bring his French <laughs> I play the washboard occasionally yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like no respect like I'm not like making fun of the dude I just like that's amazing like this so, guy it, yeah <laughs> and
3: the, and uh yeah Maddie, what is the Magnetic Zero it's pretty awesome
0: um what are, what are some of your favorite bands that are like newer bands now
3: oh shit uh
0: what have you been jamming to lately
3: uh, I really like this guy. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Michael Kwanake, I think is his last name.
1: The Hawaiian dude?
3: No. Uh, I think he's African, actually. Um, I think I know who you're thinking about. The guy. Yeah, I was like, that's a uh,
1: surprise. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, oh,
3: not that guy. all right. That guy's awesome. <laughs> um. No. Uh. Michael QuantaKey he does this like soul thing um that's really good i like that band um uh beach house i really like um i uh, i almost can't even listen to beach house cuz it makes me like just emotional man it's so sad um let's see uh who else um i don't know man i don't listen to much new music i listen to a lot of old 60s obscure soul shit uh, there's great bands out there, though. Um, St. Vincent's new one is really cool. I like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I,
0: I got to ask you about... about Beyonce's Surfboard. Dude, <laughs> surfboard. that's a weird song, man. Life,
3: man. I, I didn't get it, man. I didn't get it at all. The first time I heard it, I was on the radio or whatever. But when I saw it in the club... And, like, all these girls are just like, oh, this is my song. And like, it's like, everybody stopped what they were doing. And were like, oh, this is my shit. And it just that feeling that, like, it created, like, a, that's a song, man. It's great. Great song.
0: All right. Uh, all right. I named my dog Felicia because of that fucking awesome song that you're sick and tired of, of singing. But uh, will you tell us just... How, what went into Felicia? What is Felicia? Who is Felicia? Was there an actual person named Felicia about this song, or is it about a state of a mind, woman man. in general?
3: Uh, <laughs> who the <laughs> hell was that? <laughs> that was uh, that was Shab in the in the Bring back. Bring her
1: in here. Bring her in.
0: Shab, come here.
3: Come Do it. Here.
1: Give the people is what that they that? want. Tell her she doesn't even have to be on camera. Yeah, it's not like we're gonna. Nobody's gonna see her.
3: These guys love you.
0: We're your biggest fan.
3: No, uh, uh, she's right in the middle of something. She love. She said she loves you. You don't even know these guys.
0: You don't know uh, me.
3: <laughs> uh, Felicia was about uh, uh just fellatio, basically. Right. Felicia, Felatio you named your dog about sucking dick.
0: Well, I feel, I feel it, I feel like what my logic was, it was like, I fucking love that song. And at that point, I was trying to name my dog and a female name after coincidentally, song. Coincidentally,
1: his dog loves to lick people. She does, uh, she does, she's a big so licker. there you go. Oh. Hey.
0: Not so much of a sucker, but a licker. But uh, I in my, my thought, I was either going to name my dog Anna Molly from the Incubus song, mm. or Felicia, and I was like, I can't name my daughter Felicia
3: yeah yeah thank, thank right, you for right so talking. you named the dog <laughs> Alicia that'd be weird that would be a weirder like your daughter gets old enough you're like listen to this song this is why I named you I my, my daughter after this song who's she about well kind of about yeah. sucking dick
1: I wish that conversation <laughs> was uh, happening right now but we'll settle for the dog she'd be scarred for life she'd be a whore she'd be built for it <laughs>
0: Mm. so uh basically all your stuff you talk about atlanta mm. step right up pretty much walks us through the entire city it feels like yeah atlanta. have you guys performed at a lot of the places you've mentioned in songs uh
3: we've performed at the earl we've performed at drunken unicorn star bar <laughs> uh what's the, who else do i mention in that oh and the claremont lounge so yeah Absolutely, much all of them. yeah. A bunch of those blues.
0: How many times have you seen a tall boy a paps Blue Ribbon in between somebody's titties?
3: Oh, a ton, man. Uh, <laughs> Blondie, <laughs> what? Yeah. Blondie, yeah, she crushes cans, a paps Blue Ribbon in between her tits. That's like her thing. Um, Is that on
0: YouTube? Can we go look that up?
3: I don't think it's on YouTube. If it it's be. on YouTube. Are you somebody recorded that illegally? <laughs> is um, this
1: the Blondie that like I know and love?
3: The I don't it... not uh, not uh, Debbie Harry. If that's oh, okay, okay,
2: Blondie. <laughs> no,
3: uh, Blondie is a. I think she. I, I think she. I don't know if she's in her fifties or sixties, but she's this old, older, sorry, stripper in Atlanta. That's uh, a poet, a stripper, oh. a cartoon hero. Uh, a jack-of-many-trades. I don't know. But uh, she's amazing. But she does a lap dance type thing where she beats you with her tit. Beats you in the head with her tit. Um, and it is actually... Is
0: or pleasurable?
3: No, it hurt. <laughs> it's really... It really hurt. Uh, the Claremont's not meant to be like a pleasurable strip club. It's kind of like, what the fuck is that? And why is it taking its clothes off? <laughs> Oh, I, I, I literally saw a girl that was, like, pregnant with a broken arm stripping there. And she wow. had, like, a bullet wound. Yeah. Did,
1: did she have a cast, at least? Or was no, there like a thing like, Okay, Did you
3: sign it? Like <laughs> blue, mangled thing. No. You didn't That's sign it, a, dude? Did it
1: have signatures on it?
3: Uh, I don't remember. I think I was just in awe.
1: I wonder if there was dollars in there, like, when she got it ticket. Could you shove off. it in
2: the cast?
3: <laughs> I bet you you could. I didn't tip her. Um I didn't t I should have tipped her. Out of any of the girls that night, or actually out of any stripper I've ever tipped before, that should have been the one that she I She was t-
1: injured, yeah. man. Yeah. I hope and she preg- went to lottery
3: pre- pregnant.
0: Had a lot of things that were No one
3: Netflix. else needed a dollar more than
1: You know
0: that. what that is? That's heart right there. That Just poor baby there, has given to a strip all. club
3: like, <laughs> She's She was doing it for her unborn baby, man. Yeah, now. dude.
1: Respect, bro. Gotta pay got the bills. <laughs> You got,
0: working man you gotta pay the bills mm-hmm. so uh when when are you guys gonna put out anything now?
3: um uh, I mean honestly this is the 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 song you got is the the first thing we're uh first can we call time...
0: it a premiere can we say we're yeah. premiering you can call <laughs> it a premiere cause nobody else is <laughs> oh yeah um pass the gravy yeah
3: so um I mean uh you know uh we we don't you know we, we're uh coming up with a plan right now to put it out it's coming out soon though
0: do you have an idea for a name um uh, EP?
3: I don't know man it's a secret it's all you name secret.
0: it past the gravy I think you should
3: <laughs> I'll, I'll pull, let me jot that down, Pass jot the gravy, down. bro <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> That'd be
0: fucking awesome
3: yeah. but now soon uh, I think it, there's a lot of summer jams on it so we should get it out pretty soon. Um, who, knows? who
0: knows you, you guys said you, you're not sure about touring yet
3: uh I mean I, really I would love to just like play uh a handful of shows not try and do like the 30 shows in 30 days type of thing man let's like, just I'm, I'm I'm too tired to do all that man like uh I would just I I want to play in like just certain markets and uh you know, places that have been kind to us and uh call it a day. Man a man.
0: So you so that means you're coming to Houston, right? Oh of course. You better <laughs> fucking come to Houston. Yeah. Man. You can chill in my ghetto ass apartment if you want to come to Houston. No no hostels, let's, let's huh?
3: Take you up on that, man. Um Stock the
0: fridge with PBR. All
1: ten
3: members. Down. Dude. <laughs>
0: we'll make room.
3: <laughs> um oh man, like you know, I love I, uh, Austin is like really the place I love playing the most in Texas, but uh, Houston's been good to us. Um, San Antonio actually was really good to us. And who the really? fuck is in San Antonio? Yeah, that's the crazy. Alamo. Did you yeah. see the Alamo when you came into San Antonio? So everyone went to go see the Alamo. We you were piss in it? I didn't like piss Ozzie? on it. Come on. I heard about Ozzy and uh, I wanted to come back. When he banned from like Texas I, and like,
0: I, I think he was banned for ten years from the Alamo. I don't know about Texas, but definitely from the Alamo. I
3: think he was banned from Texas. I think he like he couldn't play. Probably, <laughs> which I'm sure was a huge market for him. Yeah, Osborne? Oh yeah.
0: wow, geez, you ever you heard of him?
1: Yeah, yeah, Black Sabbath. Yeah, I I don't know.
3: He's pretty cool. Uh, yeah,
1: some people know him. I mean, I've gone pee at the Alamo.
0: Yeah, like I pissed at the Alamo before, I just went to the restroom when I did it. I, yeah,
3: uh, somebody should have told him there was a bathroom.
0: Dude, like if you walk like 50 feet, you can probably find one.
1: I don't know that he understands a lot.
0: He probably wasn't coherent enough to... <laughs>
1: Sharon!
3: Sharon, Sharon. <laughs> <In> there's a bathroom?
1: <laughs> I
0: remember in one, what was this show called? Was it, was it just the Osbournes? His reality oh, yes. show? I think so. I, I remember him trying to figure out how to put a garbage bag in the trash can. It took him like 10 minutes to do like This is like one of the simplest things any human being could learn how to do, and you can't do this. Poor fella. Children what? have this as a chore, and it's a struggle for you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor fella. I heard he's still is rocking it out, though, on stage. Didn't like, they
0: just release a new album?
3: Black Sabbath, yeah. Yeah. I did not listen to it, but it I should. Right yeah. It was kind of like a, a whole, like, Guns N' Roses uh, Chinese conspiracy thing. Chinese like, I, was, so I was looking forward to it the first four years it was being recorded, and then six <laughs> years passed. <and> I, was, <laughs> I could give a shit, man. Like, just put it out. And I heard, like, one song. I was like, yeah, oh, no. Yeah, mine. <laughs> I'm
0: done. Move <laughs> along. One more beer. Yeah. So uh, Elijah Jones from the Constellations. Uh, what's going on in Atlanta?
3: What's going on in Atlanta? And ATL. An uh, Jesus. Um a lot of stuff, man. Um.
0: What's going on with you? That's the Oh, question with me
3: in Atlanta? Oh, nothing at all. No, I'm just <laughs> um. You know I'm uh, uh working at a barber shop part time you know. cutting hair yeah no not cutting hair just shaving yeah, just hanging out <laughs> I think uh just being a charming young man I don't know you gotta
0: do right
3: yeah I just sit behind a desk play pool every once in a while drink a beer is it one of those barber shops with a little spinny thing no, the no they although they should get one of those That'd be sick. um no it's they got a pool table in there, and uh, yeah, play great music. So,
0: do black people
1: come in and play dominoes?
3: Absolutely, all that's, the time. That's
0: how you know it's a
1: real barber shop. See, I went to a black barber shop the other day, like by the other day, I mean like a month ago. And let me tell you, <laughs> See, your hair looks fucked up, baby. <laughs> from from my experience, a month ago, I will I will safely say that racism is fully alive because they you were think? not having me. They were like. I don't know how to cut your hair, dude. Get out. Like, you
2: know, <laughs> literally, like that's what they well, said. You know, They're like It's different kind I of hair. I, I understand, man. I understand. But like
1: there needs to be an international symbol for like, oh yeah, this is this is a black barbershop. Like this isn't a normal barbershop. Well,
3: I've been to a black barbershop where they hook me up straight, like fade and they even like gave me like the part and everything. Oh, bros. Oh. Fresh. They give you a
0: little horse comb to like
3: come it with. Oh yeah, man. Uh, but you know, I think it's you know, there there's it's different kind of hair, man. You know, yeah, yeah. You're Some right, people man. can do both, you know, which is amazing to me. like there's a couple of barbers that my shop can they can do both. But yeah, whatever, man. Uh, uh, I just you know I I stay busy. You know what I mean? I stay busy writing songs. I've been writing a bunch of poetry recently. Um, yeah, just writing, man. That's, that's what makes me happy. Um, I've figured that out over the years. Like, if I'm not writing, I'm usually pretty awfully depressed and not doing anything good with my life or my time. Um, when I'm writing, I'm, you know, happy. You know, Even if I'm writing really sad shit, just it out. inspires me. Yeah. It inspires me. So know, how, how often do you write? Uh, like daily? I would say daily. I ponder an idea. Um, I'd say maybe three or four times a week, I write something. Um, sometimes more, sometimes less. You know, just sometimes I'll write two songs in a day. You know, it's just all of the. I just try and follow whatever inspiration I, I i have and suck it dry when i get it you know
0: so how much time have you guys been spending in the studio recently
3: like um recently uh you mean like last month yeah not much that. but like before that i mean we're i was spending like i would go in there maybe once two three times a week. Uh, Dan, Dan Dixon, like, completely opened his studio to us. I mean, it was, it was amazing to work. Like, we really got to, like, spend some time, like, fleshing out stuff. You know, and it, it had been a long time. Like, do it for free. We kind of had, like, a three-month period where we had to get a record done. And, uh, you know, so it was, like, a daily process being in there every day. With that, like, it was nice because... It was kind of like the old, the first record, how we had like time to kind of process some of the the material, go back and change things, you know? Um, but yeah, that was good stuff.
0: If you had to pick between Do It For Free and Southern Gothic, of the two albums, which one, which one would be your favorite?
3: Uh, they'd be, both be, uh, on the same level, honestly. I think they're just two completely different records, it'd be hard to, um... Uh, I love both of them for different things for different reasons.
0: You know when you when you have a, a band you really like and they come out with a new album and you're like, ah oh, man, I really hope this lives up to what they were. Like, I remember when you guys, did I was like, man, I really hope I like this band still after listening to this, and I was like,
3: fuck yeah. yes,
2: <laughs> exactly
0: what yeah. I was hoping for.
3: Thank you, thank you. Uh, this next new stuff is somewhere in between all that. Well, you, you, know. s-
0: you sent me that song yesterday, and I'm. I'm not even, like, lying. I've probably listened to it 20, 25
3: times already. Awesome, man. Awesome. I'm, really proud, of I'm really proud of that one. What we went into
0: writing that song? It's called She Does.
3: Uh, wow. Well, um, it was about a current girlfriend at the time, now an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> That's why there's a question mark at the end uh-huh. of that. Question mark <laughs> she wasn't does? There. Uh, yeah. well, She does? Yeah. She Does. But, uh, no, I, you know, kind of fell head over heels for this girl, um, and, uh, I couldn't understand why. I couldn't understand why she loved this, like, torn up, jagged individual, which, that's what I am, you know? Uh, I think you're pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. You want a date? Nah, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know
0: about that. We could be friends and stuff, but, like...
3: All oh, yeah. right, you can sex me later. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll sex every now. And then. Like I mean, the occasional sex just cool, but let's keep it at that.
3: All right. No, but that's that's what that song is. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of songs kind of geared in that direction uh, about losing love and you know being in love and getting your heart ripped out, all of that kind of stuff lots of love themes on this newer, newer record
0: yeah what's interesting about it is you guys don't really have very many slow songs uh, on Sold Out you had one uh, what was the name of it Side so by Side sh- So It Shall Be oh, So Shall so, so Be and yeah. then uh, yeah Side by Side, side so. and then uh, yeah, this this one that's pretty, it's a slower song too and it's kind of cool to hear the other side of it you know
3: mm. yeah I've uh, I consider it a a mid-tempo song.
0: (laughs) Well, I like it because I was listening to the the Constellations-y part of it, and then Mm. it comes down and it breaks down for a little bit, and then you hear it, and it's like, there we go. (laughs)
3: That's
0: the band I know.
3: Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, that's that's probably one of the songs I'm most proud of that I've ever written, and I love that song uh, to me. That's why I sent it to you. I don't know if it's a, a single or what, or... You even call should be a single record singles anymore, but uh, that's the one I love. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's my nice. favorite. Yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, you guys are coming out with something new. You're not yep. exactly sure when, but uh, you're gonna name it "Pass the Gravy." Yep. Right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, ETG. ETG, bro. That's what's up, man? Thanks for coming on the podcast, bud.
3: Yeah, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. We
0: really, really had a good time. Hopefully, we can get you on again when the when the new music comes out. shit me up, man. And uh, we're gonna premiere exclusive, right? Yeah. It's only to pass the gravy, listeners. She does. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she does. <laughs> Alright, man. Well, uh,
0: thanks for coming on, dude.
2: Thanks,
3: brother.
0: Alright, appreciate it, bud.
3: Bye, man. better dog.
0: Pass the gravy, bitches. <laughs>
2: Broken glass. Careful as you walk across the floor. Life's so bitter that you don't get till it's over. And I don't know why she loves me, but she does. Yeah, she does. My kids God.